Thanks for listening to the Last Days podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. Right. And really, you know, just in like um, in the natural with, you know, careers, whether whether it's a doctor or a teacher or it's like a car mechanic or anything like that, we don't put any weight on someone or consider them to be right to be great in their field or experienced or anything unless they have done all the practical stuff. Absolutely. It's like you would never go to uh, have an in-depth surgery or something like that. You know, you've, you've got like a, a crazy break in your arm and it requires, you know, pins and all this kind of stuff, or you need brain surgery, heart surgery or whatever. You're going to seek out a doctor or a surgeon, best. yes, that has done that exact thing that you need done multiple times. Hundreds of times, Not hopefully. one that just finished school, not one that has, you know, gone to many trainings and watched other doctors perform it. Not one that slept in Holiday Inn Express the night before. Right, exactly. <laughs> or someone who has just YouTubed the thing and no, said, yeah, I'm, I, they I make it I look so easy that I know that I can do this or whatever. Um, no, but actually, someone who has practically done that thing and when I say practically I mean in a practical way they have much experience so then they know like okay when you're in midst and something goes unexpected oh yeah I've, I've already dealt with all the unexpected you know things or at least most you know many many of those things I know what to do I have an understanding that comes from practical application mm-hmm. that's the person that you need to be yoked up with. And God will connect you with people. It's amazing yeah. how he does that. It's a, But I mean, and, and of course, all the resources, you know, that we have available to, to us today. I mean, it, it's just, it's amazing. But, you know, as you were saying, we, those of us, at whatever journey we're along, we need to, there's always somebody else that we can be a help and an example to. And as we are gaining ourselves, as Paul was saying, you know, as I follow Christ. So he wasn't saying I've arrived. I know everything. I do everything perfect. No, he's just saying, follow me as I'm following. And so we can all be that example as we're building the kingdom, as we're declaring things, as we're, we have the fruit of faithfulness. We have the fruit of a faith field life that is going forward, then there will naturally actually be people that will f- be following us. You know, when you're going somewhere there and you're actually doing great things, there will naturally be people that that follow you. Absolutely. 100%. You know, as you were talking there, I was just uh, remembering the scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 3. It says, if a man, uh, this is a true saying, if a man desires the office of a mm-hmm. bishop, he desires a good work. That's in verse 1, but then it goes down to verse 6. It says, not a novice, mm-hmm. okay, lest he being lifted up with pride fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must have a good report of them that are without lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. In other words, you have to have a track record. Right. You have to have a track record. You have to have reviews. Hey, this person has been through this, Mm -hmm. not just somebody that's wet behind the ears. I know I've, you know, in, in years of ministry and I've been in ministry for a number of years and, um, started in the summer of 1981 with youth ministry. And, and so since then always been involved in, in, in ministry from that time. And so you, you, you 
you learn a thing or two about a thing or two when you've been around and 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 you and then the more you go the re- you realize the more you have to learn the more that you need to know that's <laughs> yes. exactly right and but sometimes i'll talk with young ministers uh-huh. who have been who have been in ministry for you know two three four years something like that mm-hmm. and they think they know everything look uh, and you can't even you can't even talk to them straight and sometimes they need a rebuke Right. And that sometimes they're so full of pride, they won't listen they, because they think, well, I, I already know this. I already know that. I already, well, you know what? If you already know it, there, there's nothing I can do to help you. And so you, you throw out the examples of faith instead of saying, you know what? Please speak on and let me shut my mouth and let me learn something here. Right. And, um, and, and, and so, and, and I look at others who have been, you know, in, in ministry longer than I have. And I, I listen and I watch, I observe and, and I, I glean from, from, from different ministers who have, have experience, um, that I don't have that they, they've, they've walked through things. They've been through things. They've, they've lived a life and, and some people have forgotten more than I've learned. And, um, and, and so these are people of faith and we have those examples in the word of God. And you can't just say, I'll, I'll follow this person here because they're a good uh, YouTuber and um, they've got a lot of likes. Well, that doesn't right. mean everything. Right. You need to follow an example. Right. Follow an example of faith. And we need those in the body of Christ. We need men and women to step up and say, you know what? Hey, I've got, uh, God's done a lot through me. And, and, and I, you know, maybe not everybody wants to listen. Maybe not everybody wants to follow, but, but you know what? I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. When I was, when I was young in the ministry, we had a, we had a woman in our church. Her name was Kay. And, um, and, Kay Metcalf, and a, a precious, dear saint of God, and she and her husband, Richard, who uh, Richard passed about uh, half my time there in, in Tulsa and everything, but Kay continued to live on for many, many more years, and I want to tell you, the couple was so, so um, absolutely amazing, and another solid. couple, solid, another couple, Roy and Al May, and, and these are older people, but I want to tell you, you saw God in their lives, and as a young minister, they ministered to me so much, they blessed me, and they would just come, and they would talk to me, just impart things to me, and I gleaned from that and 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 even though I you know raised in ministry and you know parents that had been in ministry for many years there were others that would they would speak into my life and it would help me so much and sometimes you may think that well no that person they don't they don't need me to say anything they've got other people no 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 God put something in you that is very unique to you and you have to be a voice and you yes. have to be a father of the faith a mother in the faith that will that will come forward and say something because sometimes people are surrounded by family that are Christian but sometimes Christian family can't address an issue that's true because the 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 you don't listen to family sometimes. Right. You, you, you discount. You don't value. Right. Yeah, you discount what family says. And sometimes you need another voice from the outside to come along. It's the same thing. Pastors do the same thing. Sometimes you, right. you're, you're ministering and ministering and ministering. You're hitting stuff, and you're just like, why aren't people getting in? You bring somebody in. You bring an evangelist in, another pastor from another right. place. They preach the same type of thing, and people are like, whoa, that's incredible revelation. And you're just like, <laughs> I've been saying that for years, and you never I got it. I just want to slap you right but, now. But... Praise God that you got it. 
That's the important thing. Praise the Lord that finally your clogged ears are able to hear. Amen. <laughs> Miracles are happening. But the thing is, is that you you have a voice. You have influence. You are a, a you are a person who is walking by faith. And when you please God, then I want to tell you what you share to others is going to please God also, because then other people are going to be able to follow God like you're following God. Right. And that's what we need in the body of Christ. Yes. And so many people need to do that. Yes. And you know, your the things that you have gone through and the the things that the Lord has taught you in your faith walk, the things that, you know, that maybe at the time, man, it's like I think about some of the different things we've gone through and I, and I'm just like, Oh dear Lord, please tell me we're not going to have to go through that again. But sure. yet at the same time, you see how in the midst of that, the Lord used everything to actually, to grow your faith, it to give you another perspective, to give you more understanding, to even rub off the rough edges, yeah. to to get rid of the things that were hindering you and holding you back and, and causing your faith to stall. You didn't even realize that. But when you came through that, you could see it clearly, you know, now that <laughs> that's all passed away. And so it's so those things are like so valuable. And the things that you can share with people of even mistakes you've made of like, okay, don't do it this way or don't grow weary and well-doing because, you know, I was in a situation like this, da 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 you know, and that is so encouraging for people. It's so helpful. And really, if each one of us, we remember like, okay, let me actually learn from other people's mistakes or even what they gained through this time that they thought in the midst of it, man, I'm never going to get through this, or this is just terrible right now, you mm -hmm. know, um, but those things are so valuable. So don't ever, you know, think, well, because sometimes people will view things like, well, I'm going to be so much farther ahead than you in life. I'm not going to do something dumb like you did or whatever, uh, you know, whoa. it's like our flesh wants, I mean, it's default is like, you know, pride and arrogance and I'm going to do it better or comparing ourselves or the, the other side of, you know, the insecurity. Oh, I can never amount to anything in life. You know, the, the flesh is just you. And, and even if that goes into, you know, can our mindsets and our soulish realm and everything, you have to learn to just let that go. That, that will so hinder actually your faith. Yeah. But just, you know, it's amazing though, the things that if we have a forward focus, because that's what faith does. It takes you forward. It takes forward. you from glory to glory to glory. Your that's what your your faith does. It propels you, you know, forward and not realize and and not not like getting weighed down with with where we're at, but we're always just going forward and and you know. <laughs> realizing that that the things the challenges sometimes that that we go through whatever that that actually will end up being really a source of strength and blessing in our life and and it will bless other people and it makes actually for great ministry stories i mean i was just thinking of you know when i was um last um Wednesday night, um, we're in the midst of, you know, I'm teaching Next Level Faith on yes, Wednesday nights so in good. our church here. And um, I ended up telling um, this story, and maybe I should just share a little bit of it. It, of it now. Share it. It's good, babe. Anyway, um, See you tomorrow. I didn't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just like, share that, please. A long story. No. no, it's good. It's good. Listen, listen, listen. We still have time in this broadcast. No. You know, it's it's so crazy. You know, in, in ministry, there's so many things that you face. And I know this actually applies to all careers you know, that they never taught you this in Bible school. 
or they never taught that you this. And there's you know, so many school, things whatever. you don't <laughs> learn in Bible college, but we have one Smoky Mountain Bible College. Please come and let God minister to you. His touch. Oh, that's funny. You know, many times even teaching, I really try to just make it real and very applicable. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know that when I, when I hear other people, you know, teach and and preach and minister, or whatever, I I like love stories. So I try to remind myself of that. But you know, what's amazing is that even when I'm not even thinking of sharing a particular story example. The Holy Spirit brings it back to my remembrance, so I know that I, you know, need to share it. But um, anyway, so I try actually when we're teaching in Smoky Mountain Bible College to share a lot of those just practical things with the students, and they look at me like there's no way that would happen in ministry. And I'm telling you, like I'm I'm not I'm not making anything up, and I'm not exaggerating. Like I really actually try don't don't like exaggerate or bring the wrong idea. But I'm like you need to know sometimes what the crazy situations that you mm-hmm. find yourself in, so that when they go out there and find themselves in a crazy situation, which of course will be different than what I shared, but they'll remember back and, and be like, okay, you know, um, I can have faith just like the Lord brought pastor Katie through that. And she learned and she gained, that's what he's going to do in my life. Because again, right. that's the, the power of the example. Amen. Right. But anyway, I remember when, um, Many of you know, of course, I worked for many years for um, the great evangelist, Dr. Debbie Rich, and um, such an amazing, powerful, powerful woman of God, and and just such a special, you know, best friend in our life as well. We're very blessed in that. Um, And so anyway, but when I was working for this, of course, before I was married or anything like that, and um, at that time, she was mainly in Alaska. And then, of course, um, just even within a few months of me starting to work with her and everything, we were just, you know, all over the world. So it was amazing what the Lord did. But anyway, at this time, we're in in far north Alaska in this in this place, and we get there and um, a super unusual um, place. But anyway, which you kind of have to be to to live in that that place. But amen. So <laughs> the church itself um, didn't even have um, indoor like plumbing or anything. So it's too cold for an outhouse. So we had what they called a honey pot. Now, if you can imagine, when I say honey pot, I'm not talking about hun- like there's no honey in that pot, as I said. None um, at that, all. It's like this. Just honey this don't bucket, smell that way. <laughs> this bucket where people go to the bathroom, and then whoever had the the not awesome job of having to take that bucket uh-huh. and go dump it. They had honey wagons. If you've ever heard of, that would actually go throughout and collect. Anyway, That's oh special. my gosh. So, and I was just like, oh my gosh, where are we? So. Anyway, but we were staying there, that trip with the pastor and his wife in the parsonage, which, praise the Lord, I'll say, did have plumbing, and, and we had actually a fully functioning toilet instead of a honey pot, so that was a blessing. But anyway, this was an interesting place. So we get there, and the pastor's wife, um, which, you know, you're listening, so you can't see this, so I'm going to try to describe this, and maybe you're going to have to, like, maybe help me with this. This pastor's wife, bless her heart, she had gone through many, many surgeries, and she loved to just sit there and tell you about it. And so I just remember sitting there for like two hours while she goes through this, what we would call an organ recital, and which is talking about, you know, her heart and her pancreas and, you know, every Try to organ. talk, just <laughs> you that are listening, try to talk without using any facial movement at all except your lips. That's how she talked. And it was all monotone. Like if, you, if you've ever listened to someone and it's like monotone, she'd be like, well, in 1943, I had surgery for this, but it didn't go well. And so, and she talked slow like that and monotone and just went 
on and on and on. Had no revelation whatsoever. Of anything. That, <laughs> well, I'm sure well, she had a revelation of how many surgeries she's had. But oh, anyway, yeah. you know, of God's um, will and his plan for you to be healed and live in divine health. Or the understanding of the price that Jesus paid. Or that she had authority over sickness disease. There's no revelation of any of that. And so by, you know, and it's like in Alaska, there's this funny thing like, it was freezing up there outside, but inside they like crank up the heat. So if you can imagine, it's so hot and you're just sitting there listening to someone monotone forever, go on about every surgery. By the end of it, like I literally want to jump off a bridge. Yeah. Now, like how, how can yeah. you're supposed to be like, you know, bringing yeah. faith and life to this place and you just want to like end it all after. Now, this is just the pastor's wife. This is not the congregation or anything. And so... Anyway, so I'm like, oh my gosh, where where are we? And what are we doing here? Like, Lord, what have you sent us here? And on this trip, you know, it's Pastor Debbie and I, and then there was a precious lady that was with us also. I mean, this prayer warrior woman of, of faith and everything. Now, um, don't feel bad for the pastor's wife. She's actually not on earth anymore. She's, she's in heaven. So I, I'm not like, you know, t- anyway, I, I just want to make that clear. <laughs> Not Praise talking God. about someone, and and yeah, she doesn't know that I'm saying these things. Well, from heaven, maybe she's hearing it. But anyway, so um, this other precious woman of God that was with us, um, the only place for the th- us three ladies to stay was in one bedroom, and there was you know a queen size bed. So of course I'm the assistant. Of course I'm you know I'm taking the floor, w- which is fine. So anyway, but so we go to bed that night. Well, I mean, I didn't realize this lady who was with us, who precious prayer warrior, Jean, she's actually um, not, uh, she's gone on to her heavenly reward as well. She was a super prayer warrior, but she was also a super snorer. I mean, it was like a freight train coming through the, 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 I thought the room that I did not get like any sleep at all. I mean, even though I was asleep, I mean, the, you, you couldn't stay asleep in that. And so in the morning I was like, oh my goodness. And so, you know, and Pastor Debbie's like, did, did you get any sleep last night? And I was like, no, it's like so loud that her snoring. There's no way. She said, I didn't either. She goes, maybe let's, let's see, maybe we can sleep in the living room tonight. You know, we're thinking, okay, we'll just go sleep on the couches in the living room. So we said, you know, to the pastor's wife, Hey, would you mind, you know, we're going to, we're just going to sleep in the, in the living room. That'll help us get some more sleep. And she was like, well, I don't want anyone sleeping on my couches on my furniture she had this victorian furniture which if you if you love victorian furniture i guess that that's awesome but i don't and it's because it's hard it's like or all this ornamental stuff but it's like you know it's not even long enough to you know for you know a short kid to sleep on let alone an an adult and and so it's like this uh, this hard for it's like all right well we'll just be on the floor again no problem or whatever okay so we go to sleep that night and I did not know until the middle of the night on the hour, every hour, they had a cuckoo clock. Mm. Cuckoo, 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 you know, cuckoo clocks on every hour. Um, And keep in mind, it is like hot. It is hot. We're sleeping on the floor and they had cats. Oh my goodness. Cats are so strange that why do cats... In the, in the middle of the night, you find you, you get a sense that like someone is watching you and you wake up and there is a cat in your face staring at you. And so if it wasn't waking up from the cuckoo clock, it was it was the cat in your in your face and it is hot as all get out. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. And then in Alaska, they're four hours earlier than the Eastern Standard Time Zone. Right. OK, so um, people start calling 
Because this is in the day when there is the, the, the home phone on the wall, especially there where we were at. That's the main, the main way people call. Well, you know, people that start calling from, you know, central time zone or eastern, they're not even thinking that Alaska is so much earlier. So the phone literally starts ringing at like four in the morning and five in the morning or whatever. And so like it is impossible to get any sleep in this this place at all. And and then yeah. if that wasn't bad enough, bless her heart, the pastor's wife, she had had a double mastectomy. So she had, you know, the you know, the fake ones, the prosthesis. Okay, well the like strap on or whatever. Well she <laughs> people guys listening are gonna be like okay wait tmi let me let me turn anyway i'm just telling you about another fun aspect of this trip (laughs) anyway so she for whatever reason okay there's one bathroom so all of us are using the same bathroom well she would take her prosthesis out and she just laid that set you know on the back of the toilet so you would go to use the bathroom and there would just be here at this set of boobs that is laying on the back of the toilet. That's I was just like, oh my gosh, what in the world is going on in this place? And this is supposed to be somewhere where we're like bringing like the fire of God and the faith of God and mighty things are going to happen in this place. And then I remember we're in service and, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, um, just... People that don't live very disciplined lives. Let me just say it like that. That's so they don't they don't it. even like discipline their kids or anything. So literally Pastor Debbie would be preaching and there would be kids that would be running around like behind her as she's preaching. I remember she's preaching and the next thing I know, there is a kid that is falling in the baptismal tank. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm trying to like, I, I've got to like run and like step in there. Like, uh, I'm trying to explain to parents, can you like have your kids like go and sit down or whatever? And they're getting upset. Why would you try to tell us what to do? You know, they, they need to be free to do whatever. And I'm like, oh my goodness, talk about, about chaos. And let me just say this, as we, especially as her, as she's like preaching faith and preaching what, what God's going to do and revival in that place or whatever. It was so amazing that what happened in the spite of, of like circumstances, you're outside of your comfort zone and thinking like, what in the world? Let's just like leave this place. Why are we staying here? Lord, why did you send us to a place like this? I don't even think they want revival. They wouldn't recognize revival. It hit him upside the head. And she's just like, Mm. plowing away and we're just like persevering and God's going to do mighty things. I mean, a mighty, mighty revival shook that entire area. I mean, you talk about like, I I just like, I thought, oh my goodness, who would guess out of chaos in the natural and Lord, what you desire to do. But man, it's just decree and you declare. So I just say that to, to encourage you, not just to talk about, you know, a crazy story or situation, but whatever situation that you find yourself in, Mm -hmm. whether it's, whether you're, you're, uh, a minister or it's a, a crazy situation in your church or it's within your business or it's within your own kids or your own family or whatever going on no or in, in your school or whatever know that as you believe god as you decree faith things change that's why God puts things, his word, and tells us, even as he told Joshua, don't let this thing depart out of your mouth. In other words, you keep speaking faith. 
you keep declaring things. You keep decreeing things. You you keep the word of God before you and before the people. And and I mean, as you just keep doing that, and things begin to change, they have to change. It is impossible mm-hmm. for you to declare the word of God and situations not change in the natural. Situations when the Lord spoke the word things happened. Earth was created. We came yeah. into existence. Everything in our environment around us is because God spoke things into existence. Exactly That's how right. we're created. You have to do that in order for things to change in the natural. Amen. The Lord's not doing it for you. He put you here. He gave you the word of God. He put it in your heart. The word has been forever established the Lord said, we've got to make that decision that the Lord is, that the word of God is established in our heart and in our life, that we cause things to come to pass. We cause them to be established here on earth, even as it is it has already been foreordained in heaven, but we've been put here to see his kingdom come to pass. Amen. It all, it all takes us stepping out and doing what God says to do. Yes. And how he says to do it, and knowing that we are observed. Yes. And that we are a witness to others. Right. I mean, that's that's why we're empowered by the Holy Ghost, actually, Acts chapter 2. Yes. We're, we're, we're empowered. We have the Holy Ghost to be witnesses. Yes. Acts chapter 1. Yes. That's why it was given for us to have that ability to be able to testify with our lives, to be a witness. I've done this. This is how I've done it. And so follow my example. Yes. Other people may say, well, I don't, I don't like that. It doesn't matter whether you like it or not. This is the way. Walk in it. Right. That's what God, he spoke, you know, this is my way. Walk in it. Don't question it. Just do it. Yes. And, and throughout the word of God, throughout history, there have been ones who walked by faith and they obtained the things that God had for them, and there were those who followed them and who watched them and who then declared they did this by faith. That's why they're an example to us. You just look through Hebrews chapter 11, and you'll find you know, people, that, people that did things by faith. You, you, you look at um, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4, and out of that amplified version, it says, by faith... Um, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which it was testified of him, which means that he was an example. Somebody right. saw it. Right. Somebody wrote it down. Somebody took notation. This is different. Yes. It was testified of him that he was righteous. He was upright. He was in the right standing with God, and God testified by accepting his gifts. Yes. Oh, wow. Cain's was, was not accepted. Abel's was, and people noticed it. They took note. Oh, this is a testimony to him doing it different, that God blessed it. And it says, and although he died, yet though this act of faith, through this act of faith, he still speaks. Right. Amazing. Amazing. The voice still yeah. speaks. <laughs> Thousands of years later. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Wow, because... When you walk by faith, your example is so powerful. It cuts through generations. Yes. People will speak of you. You become famous by God when you walk by faith. And you do things that are different, but that are acceptable by God because they're lined up with his word. How many things are, are nominal, ordinary, 
common Christians doing that actually are not faith. Right, right. And so they're not impacting people. Are we impacting this generation? The only way we're going to impact this generation is by us going to another level and walking by faith in ways that people right now, they're not seeing it. Where there's just a few people, oh, how can we do this? You've got to show them. You've got to show more people. You've got to be an example in everything, in word, in conduct, in deed, in attitude, in, in, in everything that comes out of your life. It should be an example. Example. Yes. People should look at you and say, that's how you live life right there. Right. That's how you do things. That's how you raise a family. That's how you minister. That's right. how you run a business. This is how you conduct your finances. Oh, right. oh that's kind of a taboo subject. No, it, it, it's not a taboo subject. Look back to Abel. Right. Look back to Abel. Way back in the very beginning, the, 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 the children of Adam had to learn giving yes. by faith. Right. And it was noted, this is acceptable to, by God. Right. And, and now in churches, it's like, we, we can't talk about that. We can't be an example. We just have, kind of have to say, you know, we'll just brush it under the rug. No, no, we have to have examples. It has to be shown. It has to be demonstrated. It has to be, and you have to have a comparison. You know what? That didn't work. Look at that. Right. Right. And the people had to look at, at, at Abel's gift, at Abel's offering, and at Cain's offering. And people had to note, that didn't work for Cain. Yeah, right. You know, don't follow that example. Right. And then we even see in the New Testament, of course, we have the woman with the alabaster box. And it, it says also in there, in the account of that whole thing, that wherever the gospel is preached, this story will be told. Yeah. So she was doing not only a prophetic act and a memorial unto Jesus, but even you see her heart behind it, why she did it. She didn't hold back, even though it was it was an extreme gift. Mm-hmm. It was worth at least a year's wages. And it was something that, w- that was precious we don't know exactly how she got it or what all it represented but you talk about how and and how that that just display the amazing excessive display of of giving how it fell right in line with what was supposed to happen with the operation and the mode of of jesus and the example that was and then you see of course the religious mindset and we were you learned from there of what a stinking poverty mentality is and that it's exposed for that 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 is our our example that is that is to be told and so it shouldn't be that that now here we are living that we see that and go oh my gosh we are just so far from that now no that should actually be something that we grab hold of and that we take and we go from glory to glory in our faith and our operation and our level of what we're able to do in the faith realm with with our talents, with our resources, with the str- the grace and the strength and the learning, the understanding, the revelation of the word that we have, that we don't allow anything whatsoever to hold us back. And that really, that when it comes to God and the things of God, we are amazingly excessive in that because that's what, who God is. And please understand, we are not talking about limiting this to a religious 
realm or even being a minister. We're ministers. So of course we give many examples from that realm, but understanding we don't limit that whatsoever because the word of God has to be real to you as a Christian in whatever God has called you to. You should be, have excessive faith, whether you are at home raising kids, whether you're a teacher, you work at a post office, a grocery store, you're, you know, um, you work at fast food retail, you're, you have your own business, you, whatever it is that we are all operating and are examples of really excessive monumental faith things we're doing for the kingdom of God. Amen. And you have to lay, when you walk by faith, you have to put it all on the line. Yes. You're just like, this This is the way of God. And no matter whether whether people like it, whether they don't like it, that people might get mad at you because you walk by faith. Yeah, be, because they're convicted, really. Well, it shows when you walk by faith, it shows their lack of faith. That's right. They're complacent. And, and so, right? and so it exposes faith. Yes. Exposes. Oh, for sure. That that you know, hey, this is not right. And that's Abel was killed by Cain. Yes. Because Abel walked by faith. Yeah. That's what actually. Cain, yeah. Because Cain rose up. It says there in in Genesis four, it says um, that Eve gave birth. To Abel, and Abel was a keeper of the sheep. Cain was a tiller of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering from the fruit of the ground. Abel brought of the firstborn of his flock and of the fat portions. And the Lord had respect and regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no respect or regard. So Cain was exceedingly angry and indignant, and he looked sad and depressed. And the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why do you look sad and depressed and dejected? And then the word of the Lord came to him and said in verse 7, if you do well, will you not be accepted? If you do well, that means walking by faith. If you do my will. Yes. If you do well, why will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, listen to this, people. If you do not do well, this is Genesis 4, 7. If you do not do well, sin crouches at your door. Its desire is for you, but you must master it. How the only way to master sin is by walking by faith. Right. Otherwise sin is going to have you in its in its claw. Right. And it will have its way with you. And the sad thing is is the verse the very next verse in in verse 8 it says Cain said then to his brother even after the Lord warned him Cain said to his brother let's go out into the field and when they were in the field Cain rose up against Abel his brother and killed him. Right. So he obviously didn't make the choice to master it, to, to take authority. Well, he made I mean, a choice, but he made the wrong choice. Right. right. We and can now take authority over that. Absolutely. And we, we know the ways of God, but are we walking in the ways of God? And if we're walking in the ways of God, are we influential in that? Are you walking big enough? Walking. Oh, there was a movie many years ago called Walking Tall. And, um, and it, it was just, you know, about making a real stand. And, and it's so important in these days that we walk by faith, that we stand, having done all to yes. stand. Yes. That's what we have to do in yes. the body of Christ. We were talking about, I was listening to uh, a little reel yesterday from um, Samuel Rodriguez, and he said he was asked by, asked by um, a, a church or, you know, this group anyway of, of elders or bishops or whatever he says you know what way do you what wh- where do you lean we we lean sort of our church leans sort of left 
and and he knew what he had to answer and he says god if i answer this it's not going to go well because i'm not going to get this invitation from this this place to go minister and everything like that and god said say it say it say it say it he was just under i have to say it and he said to them his response was because they asked him which which way do you lean we lean our church leans left and and he just came out of his mouth he goes I don't lean, I stand. I stand on the word of God. I stand for righteousness. I stand by faith. And I want to tell you, that's the way it has to be. We have to make such a firm stand right now. This is what the word says. I will not lean this way. I don't lean that way. I stand tall. I stand firmly in the word of God. And I don't vacillate. I don't change. You're not going to see I have a different stance tomorrow. I'm not going to have a different stance next week, next month, next year, next decade. Uh, my life is solid. My life, you find my life in him. And, and, and all all these people in Hebrews chapter 11, they had a testimony of faith because they believed God, because they heard the word of God and they say, that's what we're doing no matter what. If it costs me my life, this is how I will walk. Yes, which is what you said, you know, with, with, with faith, you lay it all on the altar. You lay your heart before the Lord, then you ask the fire of God to come and burn out of you any hesitancy, any lethargy, any um, things that would distract you or try to hold you back or hinder you or anything like that. Because you, if you're going to go forward in faith and you're going to do great things in faith, then you got to let all that stuff be burned out. And the Amen. quicker you do that, the quicker you allow the the fire of God to come in. Actually, Burning it brings you. such freedom Woo, to your life. Yes, it does. And you and you don't, you know, you don't go grow complacent. You don't, you know, um, back off from the fire. Don't back off with from people that are full of the fire of God and that speak faith. Yes, they challenge you. They're supposed to challenge you. That's why God placed them in your life to actually challenge you to go forward. And through that challenging, actually things will begin to drop off your life. My, your mindset will begin to change. Many times we have to embrace a different mindset. We've got to just really allow the change to take place in the way that we think because your thinking has to line up with the word of God. Your Amen. thinking cannot be religious in any way, shape, or form. I, no matter what you're called to, it cannot be like that because religion always hinders. Religion pulls you back. Religion stops you from going forward. I mean, really a great gauge is until you've had someone that comes, even a, a Christian really, that comes to you and says, man, you're just like so radical, you should back off. Then, then, then you then realize I haven't even really made an impact yet because, come on, you know, that, that's really an, an indicator. So whenever we have someone that comes to us and goes, well, don't you think you're doing too much or, oh, I don't know, I'm a radical or your services are too long or whatever. Then I'm like, man, I'm not even like doing enough here. Because <laughs> really, our lifestyle and our example of faith should bring a challenge to people continually. Yeah, and and don't don't uh, don't be discouraged or don't back off 
when you have criticism, okay? It's actually a great indicator. You know, it's just like the saying goes, you know you're over the target when you begin to get the flack. That's right. That's that's a saying that comes the from actually, yeah, from fighter jets when they are over a target and they begin the bombing. When they get some flack, in other words, they're they're getting kickback, they're getting the um, the results yeah, of the enemy returning fire, then they're like, okay, man, we're actually making a difference here. And so don't back off when criticism comes. Don't, you know, people will try to like use phrases to insult you. Like, oh, what are you, a name it and claim it thing? Yeah. Rather the response would be like, yeah, totally. I'm totally over on the excess. Yeah, I'm that, that, yep, yeah, that's what. Because when you say things, you just come back at them like that. Like who gives a rip? They just, they don't even know what to say. They don't even know what to handle. Because see, they themselves are people that are used to backing off when criticism comes. That's why their default way of operating is criticism. Like mm -hmm. when you get around faith people they actually don't have any criticism about them because they have an understanding people that are doing that have given all and that are accomplishing things like successful people in life that are actually doing things or whatever they're not people that their mode of operation is not criticism that is not any part of any successful person actually in life that actually whatever realm you go into those are not people that criticize they're they're people that that they're too busy like i don't i don't even i can't even take the time to stop what i'm doing to try to find fault in what you're doing no i just realize i'm just going forward so understand the people that come to to get you to back off to criticize you to you know judge you know your motives and all this kind of stuff oh you're just in it for the money or whatever don't pay attention to anything like that Th those are not winners in life understand that's, that, right. that's not motive that's, that's not true. their mode of operation very true you have to understand that you have to follow after the word of god follow after the truth and don't don't give any attention pay no mind to those who would who would try to tear you down, who would try to talk you talk you down, who would try to scoff at you or anything like that, right. just you, go back and read Jude. Read the book of Jude, all one chapter of it. Okay, <laughs> that's great. Read the Advice, whole yeah. thing because it's it's exactly about this. Because it's it's talking at the beginning about ungodly people who have wormed their way into the churches and who are living immoral lives and um, and who who you deny the power of God and everything like that. And then he begins to compare it to the the Sodom and Gomorrah and and all of the perversion that was in that way and and people who try to um, try to condone their life they're they're living short of the the plan of god for their lives they're living in 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 sin in in rebellion in um you know in, in, in immorality uh -huh. and uh and they will they will see your life of faith lived before them and they will try to shoot at it and they will make fun of you and they will even in the church people will people will like oh you know you're good you're mr miss goody two shoes or you know whatever it might be oh yeah so you you think you're you think you're too good to go drink with me huh uh you think you're <laughs> yeah, right. you think you're too you're you're too spiritual to to uh mm -hmm. to to uh you know snort some some powder with me or something yeah, like that and you say no us, you know what yeah. i don't i don't i don't attend the white house um but anyway you, the thing is is that it, it says it said you know it says these people verse 10 of jude uh chapter one these people scoff at things they don't understand true they like unthinking animals they do whatever their instincts tell them and so they bring about their own destruction. What sorrow awaits them, for they follow, and listen to this, in the footsteps of Cain, 
who killed his brother. And like Balaam, they deceive people for money. And like Korah, they perish in their rebellion. Mm -hmm. Because all of these things are coming against God. It smacks up against the word of God. And, and they don't know what to do about it. They go like, well, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. And they see you doing something and they see that works and it makes them mad Yes. because they know, whoa, you're doing the word of God. I don't want to do the word of God because you have to pay a price to walk by faith. That's so true. You, you, do. Have, you will pay a price walking by faith and you may be, you may be unpopular with those who were led in the natural realm, but I want to tell you, you'll be famous in heaven. Right, and it actually helps you to be able to get rid of people that really are a hindrance to you anyway, that you don't need to be hanging around with, and it'll connect you to people of great faith, actually, that you need to be able to help in taking you higher in what God has called you to do. So don't view it as a, as a bad thing. Amen. So you have to, you have to understand, there, and there could be people around you, and you could, Christian, quote, unquote, Christian people right, right. around you that, that will criticize your walk of faith because mm-hmm. they like, we, you know, I, I, not everybody else does that. Well, but this is what the word says. And so therefore, this is how I have to live. Mm-hmm. It says in verse 12 of Jude 1, when these people eat with you in your fellowship meals, commemorating the Lord's love, they're like dangerous reefs that can shipwreck you. Wow. They're like shameless shepherds who care only for themselves. They're like clouds blowing over the land without giving any rain. They're like trees in autumn that are doubly dead, for they bear no fruit, and they've been pulled up by the roots. They're like the wild waves of the sea, churning up the foam of their shameful deeds. They're like wandering stars, doomed forever to blackest darkness. And so there's no purpose in their life. Mm-hmm. They're around, right. but there's no purpose. Yeah. And your life has to have a purpose. Yes. Your life should be lived with the purpose of, I will influence others for the kingdom of God. Yes. The kingdom of God will go forward. It will grow. It will flourish because I'm here and I will not just live it myself. I will teach others. I will be an example of faith. Everywhere I go, my words will be an example of faith as they're spoken out. And you will see the power of my words because my words have creative force in them. The things that I say, the things I declare, the things I decree, they will come to pass and the Lord will shine his light upon my path. You will see it in Jesus name. Amen. So that is how we live. That's how you live. You have to make a decision today Don't wait. Don't wait one more moment. But today, make this decision. I'm going to walk by faith. I'm going to be an example of faith everywhere I go. And you just do it. Yes. Live it loud. Live it strong. Declare the word of God. Amen. Just be willing to be that amazing example. It's going to, it will bear so much fruit in your life and you will be a greater blessing than you ever even thought possible. Amen. Thank you for joining us. 
for this last day's podcast. We love you, and we really pray that that God has imparted some powerful things to you as you have been listening to this podcast. Please, again, uh, share this, subscribe to it, and let other people know, hey, you need to hear this. This is going to encourage you. It's going to bless you. It's going to strengthen you. It's going to light a fire inside of your heart. We love you so much. Please let us hear from you. Go to our Instagram page, The Last Days Podcast, and let us hear from you. Please send us a message. We would love to know who you are, where you're, where you're listening from, and, and, and share with us. This is what's taken place in my life. We would love to hear from you. Please do that, okay? So go to our Instagram page, uh, like it, and subscribe to it, and we'll talk to you soon, especially when you come see us here in beautiful, gorgeous, godly Johnson City, Tennessee. I <laughs> love you. Have a great day. God bless. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com and click on donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.